Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss deaths during nursing home IDA evacuation, measles found in travelers coming to Kentucky, and rabid bat cases part two. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 103 for the week of September 20th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Maria. And I'm Kaylee. And we've got an entire click here today. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. It's a whole group, a whole gaggle, if you will. <laughs> nice. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Before we get be started. <laughs> before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is X50.0XXA or overexertion from strenuous movement or load. Initial encounter. Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there it? is a lot, exactly. But don't overextend. You know what? Let's just keep going. Let's go. Don't overexert yourself. I try right. to think about Listen, it. Listen, people, don't overexert yourself. You don't want to hurt yourself when you're moving, which is what I'm doing next week. Yay. Yeah, you are. Wow, Ooh. we're gonna have to use this. Maybe we'll do you next week. Like it's your your story. It's my story. Like my actual the diagnosis story. code. The diagnosis code. We can like do it. Uh, take two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can be like a I can be like a silhouette in like a documentary and have a distorted voice and be like, <laughs> I used to move. Yeah, your voice is all messed up. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, let's get into the news. First up, we have cause of death, laziness, cutting corners, or immoral owner? Question mark. Seven nursing homes evacuated their residents to a warehouse in Independence, Louisiana, to shelter during Hurricane Ida. Seven residents died before state health official transported hundreds of people from the warehouse to other nursing facilities on September 2nd, five days after the hurricane tore through the state. Emergency preparedness plans and surveys reveal that the seven facilities planned to evacuate their residences to the warehouse, which had a listed capacity of seven hundred beds, despite the nursing homes having more than 1,000 combined licensed beds. By the time the health department closed down the warehouse evacuation site, it was well over its planned capacity by at least 143 evacuees. At least 30 calls to 911 from the facility requested emergency assistance for residents experiencing a variety of medical episodes, including heart attacks and seizures. Two lawsuits have since been filed against the owner of all seven nursing facilities and the warehouse over the evacuation disaster. Mm. So if you didn't catch that, the number seven is very important to this story. Story. So we have seven nursing homes, seven residents who died uh, with a place that has seven facilities planned to evacuate with a listed capacity of 700 beds. Is that like an omen or something, guys? What does it mean? Yeah. What what do these numbers mean, Mason? What do they mean? <laughs> um, so I think it's all three, by the way. The mm-hmm. laziness, cutting corners, immoral owner. What do you think? I agree. Kaylee, what do you think? Um, I'm still stuck on the number thing, but Okay. We'll get back to you. <laughs> get back to you when I form a thought. But no, it seems as though there was no clear plan and obviously when you ex- overextend your resources, something bad's going to happen, right? True. Very true. Um, yeah. So, you know, nursing home facilities, I feel like they always have some issues. I feel like there's just a lot of healthcare organizations. They just are overextending themselves, um, whether it be through not enough employees or 
too many people because it's also cost driven. So it's an ethical dilemma, if you will. Sure. Those poor people. I know. They were just they were just trying to live their lives. Mm-hmm. As is everyone, I guess. <laughs> like, we're, all, we're all out here. We're all here living our lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Take it away, Kaylee. Let's get into measles. Apparently they're back. Sort of. Five people who recently traveled to Virginia from Afghanistan have been diagnosed with measles, according to the Virginia Department of Health. Officials said that the people were part of the U.S. government's emergency evacuation efforts from Afghanistan, which recently came under Taliban rule. They did not offer specifics about where the infected people are located, but they're working to identify and contact people who may have been exposed. Virginia is reporting its measles cases in the wake of the U.S. government halting U.S.-bound flights of Afghan evacuees Friday. The decision was made by U.S. Customs and Border Protection on the recommendation of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Who's going to Virginia? Also, I like from Afghanistan, I guess. No, I'm saying, like, let's go, right? Oh, let's hit it. Yeah. And I also like it says, it doesn't say where the people are located, but I'm going to assume that it's in Virginia. I'm going to assume that I'm going to I'm going to put some money down that they're located in that state and they did they not live in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody come to Ohio. No one came back to Ohio, so it's fine. So it's it's yeah, all good. We don't want anybody to come to Ohio to be honest, so it's okay. Um <laughs> so I looked up, you know, I didn't think about Afghanistan and diseases because they've been in the news for, you know, what's going on with the Taliban, but I looked up Afghanistan COVID because everything that's going on is probably a super spreader event technically, right? But there's only been 86 new cases. But I did see another headline that says the U.S. CDC advises against travel to Afghanistan and other countries over COVID-19. Right. I don't think that's necessarily true. I feel like the CDC is like, hey, probably should just advise people all across the board not to go to Afghanistan right now because of what's going on there, which is unfortunate. But I feel like that's a slanted headline a little bit yes yeah, a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit i mean what's another disease you know <laughs> i know what yeah right it's just measles right what what's the big right. deal what's the Once big I deal said it, i felt bad well okay yeah, don't no, you get, that's good i was gonna say don't, don't you get, get vaccinated, vaccinated for measles when you're like a baby a baby i think so that's that was cool. I, you guys said that in sync, like a like a chorus, a choir. One, There's a lot going on over there, guys. I apologize to our listeners. Basically, if you live in Virginia, watch out for measles. It's only five people, but who knows what could happen. I also believe you are right about getting vaccinated for measles. So yeah. I don't necessarily know what happened there. Maybe these people didn't get their booster shots because I think that's something you need to get a booster sh- booster Wait, for. Oh, what? Sure. Really? Oh, shit. That's something you get a booster for? I don't Probably. know. Uh, let me see. I have not. Booster. The public health system has failed me <laughs> because I did not know if that is true. But I think there should just be clear guidelines on when you need to get booster shots, what to avoid. I need like a chart. I, mm-hmm. I need a chart. I Will I go to the doctor? Probably not. Okay, but... yeah. So you do get two vaccines for measles or MMR, right? That's the booster. That's I the booster like, shot. Right. When do you get them? Though? I feel like you, you get, get them when you're oh, go ahead. They get them when you're 12 months to 15 months, and then you get it again when you're four to six years. Oh, we're good. Oh, we're fine. Yeah, so you guys are good. If I'll you got your MMR shot, you guys are good. 
and yeah. about I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig into my medical records but we should be fine i'm vaxxed up perfect i'm gonna post my medical records on social media i'm just kidding yeah that sounds good you actually shouldn't oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's going batty in broad daylight public health officials in middleton wisconsin found a rabid bat on a residential sidewalk on Middleton's north side over the weekend. Officials said there were no known exposures as of Tuesday morning. Public Health Animal Services staff planned to canvas the neighborhood where the bat was found to track down any potential exposures. While not all bats carry rabies, it is not uncommon to find a bat in Wisconsin and surrounding states. Environmental health supervisors say that if you find a bat outside that is not acting normally, especially if they're seen during the day or on the ground, don't touch it. Call the animal service uh, office dispatch right away. So far this year, 15 bats have tested positive for rabies in Wisconsin. 11 of those bats have been found in Dane County. So if you guys didn't know, we had a rabid bat case from California Zoo earlier this year where basically... I'm pretty sure if I remember the zoo or the bat got out of its enclosure and it was just like hanging out rabid in the zoo. So that's kind of scary Scary times, but also you made a good point. I don't necessarily know what regular bat behavior is. I don't either. I do. What? Do go ahead. Continue so, Kaylee. All I pictured was like a bat with like a top hat and a monocle, like walking around. Like, when he's like going to a meeting in a hurry, yeah, he's like, he's like going and he's holding his hat down. He's a well rounded bat. Yeah, he's going to record a podcast later on. He has dinner with the fam. Wow, that's cool. That's a very, um, before I knew this whole thing, because I I now know even before this story that bats do tend to carry rabies. when I was in college and I lived in a sorority house, <laughs> there was a bat loose in the sorority house and I didn't know the risk of it. So I just caught it with the towel. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and put it outside. So um, this, this hits close to home, I guess. Is what this I'm hits, this, <laughs> yeah. You know, this story really hits hard. Just I almost got had a flashback there. Yeah. It was cute though, this little guy. And I think he They're was actually little. No, I think he was acting normal. I did a similar thing. You have a top hat? No, no, he didn't have a top hat. He could no. have been rabid then. Well, oh, and fair see, I'm, that's, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah, I'm I mean, I feel like here. everyone has a bad story, except for mine was a little bit less fun than yours. I didn't catch it. My roommate saw a bat in the hallway, and then I locked her out of the door. <laughs> With <laughs> the bat? Hallway? You just I left her, her out hallway. there to fend for herself against the yeah. bat? Oh well, God. I just figured they would be friends. I didn't want to be friends with the bat because I had too many friends at that point. Um, so I just locked her out of the room. Bats love Kaylee. <laughs> bats love Kaylee. I already had way too many bat friends at that point. Yeah, half, of, half of them had rabies. Half of them were <laughs> acting normally. I'm sorry. I have way too many bat friends already. I can't afford to have another one. So I'm going to lock you out here with my roommate because you guys need, she needs bat friends. So yeah, it was just, it got really complicated and I had mm-hmm. to tell him, you know, dude, I can't tell. And I can see if he was wearing a top hat or not. So probably have rabies. Could have been rabid. So let my roommate fend for herself. <laughs> Anyways, if you're, <laughs> if you're in Wisconsin and you live in Dane County, which I don't know what the population of Dane County is. 
What is Dane County's population? I can do a little goops. Ooh, half a million people live there. So, you know, that, that's a that's a threat, I'd say. 15 bats versus half a million. That could end up being something serious. Well, so careful. be careful. Oh, there's not? No. I thought there was. In the office, they said that there's a cure for rabies. There's not a cure for rabies. There's not a cure for rabies? If you I'm Googling it. it. There's I not a cure for there's, you could, if you get the shot early enough, you can prevent it. But I'm pretty sure there's not. Like once you have yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. If you, you can get it, there's preventative measures you can take. But if you it's wait like within too a certain amount of hours afterwards. Yeah. This girl in Thailand when I was there got bit by a monkey on like a Whoa. on a tour and she had to leave immediately to go get rabies shots. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, let's get on to our next segment. <laughs> B-R-E-A-C-H, Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, we have Get Health needs to get some help. Researchers with Website Planet discovered a non-password protected database on June 30th that contained over 61 million records belonging to fitness tracking, wearable devices, and apps. The unsecured database belonged to Get Health whose business surrounds providing access to data related to health and fitness devices and apps. Many of the records contained user data that included first and last name, display name, dates of birth, weight, height, gender, and geolocation. A limited sampling of 20,000 records uncovered the majority of the exposed records were from Fitbit devices and Apple Health Kit. It's unclear how long these records were exposed or who else may have had access to the data set, but the report made it clear that it was not implying any wrongdoing by Get Health customers or partners, nor are they implying any data was at risk. Great. So a non-password protected database with 61 million records isn't a data risk. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about that. Thoughts? I don't think, I think that's a risk. Well, as somebody who I'm pretty sure has Apple Health Kit, I don't need people knowing my weight. The rest of that I'm fine with. I don't care. You like weight? Yeah, they take all the averages of your of your your heart rate, and they're like, "Oh, Kaylee must be stressed right now. Her heart rate is a little bit higher than it was a couple minutes ago." Who knows? See, I don't have one of those those fancy gadgets, so I have like a plain white T-shirt where I have like a Sharpie and I just write stuff as you know, as I like measure it. Oh, and that's I pretty neat. So yeah. I don't care if I, I guess I don't see the problem because people see my stuff all the time. So that's true. That's true. I think the bigger problem is not the fact that I mean, other than, you know, first and last name, date of birth, which is pretty much and gender, which is pretty much what you can get all from Facebook already. If you have a Facebook profile is <laughs> um, if they ever allow and it's probably going to end up going this way anyways if these smart watches get so smart that they can provide you actual information that's like you know like health information like blood sugar level or something like that then there needs to be more precautions taken in these databases what do you guys think i mean if we're going with the hipaa rules Mm -hmm. yes no, that was right. That was a good answer. <laughs> oh, Wait. I mean, it just makes sense that the more um, valuable information is available, the more protection mm-hmm. you should have against people who want that information. But Agreed. I mean, it's just how do you go about that? And also, like, I don't know, who who would need that kind of information? You know what I'm saying? 
Like, if they're going to fat shame me, do it to my face. Yeah. No, no one's going to fat shame you. (laughs) We can get that part out. (laughs) Well, isn't isn't there on your, I know iPhone has that health um, where people, if you're in an accident, can look up on your phone, just your health background and stuff that it can store there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can be, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know if that might have actually actual protections put on it, but that's a good point. I would think of the argument against, you know, they should already have that stuff in place. Which right, so why don't they have that protection? Mm -hmm. Always use protection, kids. Okay, (laughs) with apps. With with apps, and she's talking. She's going. I'm going. I'm saying a lot of things. Saying a lot of things right now. iPhones getting hacked. A series of emergency security updates were released on Monday after researchers said a system flaw allowed spyware from a hacker for hire firm to directly infect the iPhone of an activist. Researchers at the University of Toronto Citizen Lab said the security vulnerability affected all operating systems under Apple. The researchers who discovered the unwanted code on September 7th and immediately contacted Apple said it was the first time a zero-click exploit had been identified and analyzed. According to an Apple blog post, a security update is being issued for iPhones and iPads after a maliciously crafted PDF or web content could result in them getting hacked. A researcher explained that malicious image files were transferred to the victim's phone through the iMessage instant messaging app before the the device was hacked with NSO's Pegasus spyware. So a zero-click exploit means that they don't, the user doesn't have to do anything in order to get hacked. Like usually if it's a phishing attempt or something, they have to download the attachment or, you know, to do some action before they can get hacked to, to before that actually kind of executes but with a zero click exploit, they can just go to whoever's phone or Apple device. That's what that is. So basically with this exploit, if you haven't updated your Apple devices, these people who have this code can just get into your phone and like go through your data or, you know, listen to you listen like eavesdrop on conversations, just have the mic open and also, you know, have the camera running. So uh-huh. I don't have an iPhone. Um, uh-huh. I don't need to worry about that, but I think <laughs> me neither. Kaylee's updating hers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would never subscribe to Apple. I'm not saying not to subscribe to Apple, but I'm saying, you know, it's not something I need to worry about. But if you're an Apple user, you should definitely upload, update all I'm, of your devices. I mean, my goodness, first the health kit and people I know much my way, and now this Apple get it together. Not a good look for Apple, which is also ironic because their recent marketing thing is that they're super secure and your privacy or your data is private, and they never sell your data like Google and blah blah blah. Ha, they but are then, little punks. Yeah, yeah, smoke and mirrors. You know that's what they're doing. God, I don't need another liar in my life. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, it wasn't that. I mean, they turned it around pretty quick. I mean, it happened on September 7th, and it's the 15th at the time of recording. So, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this on Monday when it releases, we recorded on the Wednesday before. Um, But, you know. Yeah. It's still scary. Not cool, Apple, but also, if you're listening, sponsor me. All right. If you want to send me things to talk better about you in the next podcast. Oh my gosh. Fine. We'll call your people. Be all right. All right. right. Indonesia government breach. 
The internal networks of 10 of Indonesia's government organizations, including the country's intelligence agency, were allegedly breached by hackers originating from China. The breach was discovered in April. The breach is suspected to be linked to a hacker group called Mustang Panda. <laughs> Researchers detect, detected Mustang Panda operated command and control servers that utilize PlugX malware. PlugX is a Trojan that grants remote access and control over an infected device. The malware has been breaching Indonesia's government agency since March of 2021. Responding to Mustang Panda's activity in Indonesia cyberspace, IT Minister Johnny G. Plate said that his ministry will work with the National Cyber and Encryption Agency to investigate the alleged breach. I also want to know, it's a good point, because I want to know how they came up with that name, because then they're like, all right, we need a really cool name and then something cute. So Mustang Panda, like, let's do two animals and right. see what we can come up with. I could just imagine a whiteboard with a bunch of different animals and they're like, you know, circling them and drawing lines between the two and saying them out loud. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, that doesn't work. But Mustang Panda's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> or they put like, you know, those giant wheels, like the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. They just had all these animals on it and they just spun it twice. <laughs> it landed on Mustang and Panda. They're like, yeah, all right. Exactly. That's exactly. Kind of scary, though. I mean, the malware, it doesn't say that. Well, yeah, it says the malware has been breaching Indonesia's government. So I'm going to take that interpreted as Indonesia's government has been affected by this malware since March of 2021, which is the Plug X malware Trojan, um, which basically means a Trojan horse type of malware is the type that seems like it's something good. Like it'll be software that's like, hey, I'm going to help your computer out. And then you download it and then nothing happens. But in the meantime, they're stealing all of your information. Yeah. So the fact that this has been going on since March is bad. Well, anytime something just pops up and it's like, I'm going to help you, I feel like at this point, you don't trust it. You just got to be like, "Mm." I know if if, if we haven't taken anything away from this segment on this podcast, it's nothing's here to help you. (laughs) Exactly. Trust nobody. Not even something one. Cute as a Mustang Panda. Not even a company that's valued at a trillion dollars. Right. Like Apple. Like Apple. I Um, don't believe it. But again, if they want to sponsor me. But also sponsor me. But also send me things. But I don't trust you. (laughs) I don't trust you. But I could. This is a healthy relationship. But if you pay me, I will trust you. (laughs) Like if I get enough benefits, I'll overlook. (laughs) Uh, That's that's called... uh, that's not called journalism. That's called fake news. <laughs> fake news. Bribery. I'll do it. We do not accept any advertisements on this podcast. Correct. But that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. I'm Maria. I'm Kaylee. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.